Assembly family, we're so excited that you chose to join us for worship this morning. If you're with us every week, or if this is your first time ever joining us for online worship, we are so excited to have you here. We like to make giving incredibly easy here at the Assembly. You have three ways to give. You can give online at theassemblyflorence.org. You can navigate to the top right-hand corner if you're on a desktop and click on the Give Now button. If you're on a mobile device, tablet, or smartphone, you can click on the three lines for the menu, click the Give Now button. Both of those Give Now buttons are going to navigate you to our online giving platform. You can also give via text message. If you text the number 77977 with a message that says SC Assembly Give, all one word, you'll receive a link to our online giving platform. You can also give via mail, by mailing either a check or money order to The Assembly, 2925 West Palmetto Street, Florence, South Carolina, 29501. Again, thank you for giving to The Assembly. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that the rest of this service blesses and encourages you. You're leaving a legacy of leadership that I am praying will begin to blossom four, five years down the road so that when our church is running, the harvest starts to break out and these pews are packed. We see it coming that there will be someone almost every time to say, thank you, Richard and Judy Denham, for the input, for the guidance, for the wisdom that you give. I don't know when again we're going to see you with all this hobnobbing and jet-setting you're going to be going on now that you don't have to preach every Sunday. But we want to welcome you to the podium. I am inviting you to just bring it, just bring it. Would you please welcome to the podium my hero, Ron Jennings. Give him another one, please. Judy to come up and just take a couple minutes. Should I hold the mic, Pastor, or should I let her hold? We just want to say thank you again for your love. We uh, spent some time last night just looking over the cards, gifts that different ones gave to us, and the love that you expressed was just almost overwhelming because I know some of the cards that we looked at it was a, a real sacrifice to put the gift in that they gave to us and we just appreciate it we appreciate it so much if I read scripture right in the New Testament when anybody was going to go out and they were to have blessing it was because they were sent and the blessings of the church was with them and when we began to talk to Pastor Andrew about it he understood and we were in agreement about it and he blessed us and you are blessing us and sending us out and so we know we're blessed because we're doing it in God's divine order you'll never leave our hearts 
because you're such wonderful people. I was thinking this morning that we're not leaving because we're being run off. We didn't have to pull a moving van up in the middle of the night and get out of Dodge because somebody was after us. <laughs> that we hadn't failed morally. Thank you. That we were going because our Father God is leading us, showing us. It's the season of our lives that we're walking into and we have your blessing and we just appreciate it so much. We will be back once in a while to see you and to love on you. And um, again, thank you. And we bless you and we will be praying for you. I want to speak just for a little while this morning. We so appreciated last night. Um, it was a wonderful time. It's great to be able to go down the road without somebody being so glad you go. We will be visiting from time to time, and you're welcome to visit us. Love to have you. Thank you for everything that you did last night. We believers. We believers tend to talk too much to God and listen too little for God to speak to us. Most of you knew when I got up here I would talk about that. Most Christians tend to talk a lot into the air and talking to God and that's wonderful, as long as it's balanced. We talk too little. We talk too much, and we listen too little to him. Or to put it another way, we tend to dominate the conversation. All too often, prayer can be twisted away from what it was intended to be, which is an expression an expression of dependency on God. And all too often it's twisted away from that to a means of control. We, we even want to control God. Now, probably none of you have done that, but some church down the road, maybe it has happened. Some Christians attempt to manipulate God by whining Carol, I borrowed that out of your kitchen this morning. 
Can you see it? It says five cents charge for whining. Five cents char uh, charge for whining. And sometimes instead of coming into the presence of the Lord and taking time, just like the Bible teaches us, just like God has shown us in his word, instead of doing that, very often we come in and we start telling God what we want him to do, and we whine. We don't do it all the time, but sometimes we do. While God is gracious, he is gracious, and he listens to our petitions, but prayer only delights him if it expresses dependence, not demands. Let's say dependence, not demands. Dependence, not demands. I don't know that we realize we do it, but sometimes we do that. He wants us to be willing to listen more than just to talk, talk, talk. From Zechariah chapter 7, we learn that though the people of God, listen to what they did, though the people of God fasted for the fifth month and every seventh month, God said, all of that is in vain. And why was that? Very simply, they did not listen carefully and obey the Lord. The problem many of us have is that when we do not listen to God, we may not know this happens, but when we do not listen to God, what happens is God stops talking to us. God stops listening if we don't listen. He's not uh, heavy-handed. He's not full of rage. But he wants you and me to come into his presence. The scripture says, enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Thanksgiving and praise are two of the most important ingredients in the life of any Christian. God said, this is not going to work. Therefore, it happened that just as he proclaimed, they would not hear. They called out, and God said, I would not listen. That's the Lord of hosts. You say, well, that doesn't fit in my, in my way of looking at God. Well, it's part of the Bible, and it's not the whole picture of God, but it's part of him and his uh, desire. He has a, a tremendous desire for you and I every day of our lives to take some time, get alone with him, just you and him, not you and the Gaithers and him, just you and him. 
He said, I will not listen. Today, we have been deluded into thinking that God is waiting for our petitions no matter how we treat him. I want to say that again. Today we have been deluded into thinking that God is waiting for our petitions no matter how we treat him. We've got another think coming. Janice, that's how they say it down at Graceville, isn't it? You've got another think coming. We've got another thing coming. If we feel that we can just do whatever, act in whatever we, way we please, approach God any way we please. He said, enter my gates with thanksgiving, come into my courts with praise, be thankful unto me. Twice in the same passage, he says, be thankful unto him and bless his name. That's worship. And bless his name. That's what we're doing there. When Jordan was leading us and we sang Jesus, Jesus, there's just something about that name. I believe God was smiling. I believe God was smiling as we were singing. How about you? If you say amen, we'll get out a little bit sooner than we might otherwise. If we suppose that we can disobey him, if we suppose that we can ignore the voice of the Spirit of God and then run to the Lord when we need help, something is wrong with that picture. God does not loiter around. You know what loitering is. God does not loiter around waiting to serve us. We should not dare to think that we can continually insult him with our disobedience. It's insulting to the Lord when he, he very clearly shows us what he wants us to do in some situation and we just say, well, I know that's the best thing to do, but I just can't do it. God is insulted when we behave in that way. He's not loitering, just standing around, waiting to serve us. He is merciful. He is compassionate. He is full of grace. He's abounding in love. But he can be insulted. We cannot treat the Lord God of all the earth with disrespect. We cannot treat the Lord with disrespect and still expect him to listen to us. He wants us to come before him in the way that he has clearly laid out in the scripture. When we confess him before men, the Bible tells us that Jesus will confess you and me before him. But I, we have to begin that. It's not in reverse. We have to begin the way that God says. And he said, I, if you confess me before men, I will confess you 
before my Father who is in heaven. That's found in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 32. When we obey and hear the Lord Jesus, he answers our prayers. I want to read that to you again. When we obey him and honor the Lord Jesus, he is obligated to go before our Father and say, yes, I know him. I died for him. I gave my life for him. Do this for him, Father. Give him that which he needed. The most wonderful privilege that a human being can have is to come into a, a little room, a closet, or something, and get before the Lord and say, Lord, I just want to tell you that I love you. I just want to tell you that I love you. I don't love you like I want to love you, but I love you, and I'm here because I love you, and I'm here because I want to know what's on your heart. I don't always remember to do that, but I want to remember every single time to come before him and say, I'm here, Lord, so that you can tell me what's on your heart. I believe nothing gladdens the heart of God like that simple little thing that we can do doesn't take a smart person, genius, or something like that. He loves it. I know he loves it. I don't think he loves it. I know he loves it. Because when I do that, he responds by saying something to my heart that I need, that I need to hear. You know, in the, in the scripture it says that John came preaching the kingdom of God. I don't know if he meant that's what he did every time. But he said, the scripture says he came preaching the gospel, the good news of the kingdom. I would take that to mean that he had one string on his guitar. I've got one on mine. And that is, I want people to know that God has been waiting a long, long, long time for us to say to him, Father, what's on your heart today? What's on your heart today? He will not fail us. He will not fail to respond if you will simply try it. Somebody said, try it, you'll like it. Well, I never learned to like artichokes and all that stuff. I don't even know what it is, but I can tell looking at it, I don't like it. I know what he loves. I know what he loves. 
one morning, it was in December, early December, in 2002, I believe it was, 2001 or 2002, I came into the church at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning with my coffee from, um, where is it? Yes. I came in, there was not a soul there, there wasn't a light on, there was no music on, but I began just walking around and, and singing to the Lord, singing to the Lord. The best way to have the presence of God in your life is to be continually singing to the Lord. I came in and I was walking around as I always did, just softly talking to him. And I went and sat down in a little office in the church there in the, on the Outer Banks. And I was sitting there. You know, sometimes we don't really get beyond praising him or thanking him. Other times we do, but this particular morning, worship was coming out of my spirit to the Lord. Nobody there to impress and here's what he said to me. I didn't hear it out here, but I heard it in the ear of my spirit. He said, he said to me, Ron, do you really believe that I would fellowship with you virtually every day for 19 years? Well, first of all, I didn't know it had been 19 years. But he said, Ron, do you really believe that I would fellowship with you virtually every day of your life for 19 years and not bring your children in? Now, bear in mind, I wasn't praying for my children. I wasn't uh, spazzing because what they were doing. But that's what he said to my heart. It wasn't very long after that that Judy and I had been out to get some seafood. I think it was on a Friday night, but I'm not really sure about which day it was. I'll speed the story up and get it over with quickly. We're driving along and here comes an ambulance. There's nobody on the road. Here comes an ambulance with a siren blaring and all of that. And I said to Judy, why do they have to do that? Little, little did I know that our daughter, Caroline, was in that ambulance that was headed over to the little hospital that they have on the Outer Banks. She had been up on a platform. It was near Christmas time. She'd been up on a platform, and the concrete floor was all around it, and she was doing something, and she fell over backwards. And the thing that hit the floor was her head. Somehow we got word about it and we rushed over there to see about her. It was late and the doctor came in and said, um, Mr. and Ms. Denham, we have to fly your daughter to Norfolk General right now. Even though it's, it'll be after midnight by the time we get there. She is going to have to go into surgery 
as soon as she gets there or she will not live. Judy got in the helicopter with her and they took off. I got in my car. It's 100 miles from where I lived to that hospital. You know what? All the way there, all the way there, I had peace. I had peace, absolute peace. All the way there, I wasn't crying, I wasn't fretting, but all the way there, I said, Lord, it's okay with me if you take Caroline tonight because I know you remember what you said to me on that December morning. And I just said it all the way up there. Had absolutely no upsetness and that is not normal. All the way there, I said, it's okay, Lord, if you want to take her. I know you remember what you said to me. She got to the hospital. The doctors were preparing to take her into surgery. And for some reason, they held off. And 36 hours later, Caroline walked out of that hospital and got in the car and went home to Manio. You see, if we learn to hear what God has to say, we don't have to fall apart. We don't have to come all to pieces. Listen, out there watching us in your home, I recommend to you that you adopt this practice of taking time early in the day to say, Lord, whatever it is that you want to say, I am willing to hear. Now, Judy will tell you that I should have been coming all to pieces but I had the word of the Lord. I had the word of the Lord. 36 hours later, with no surgery, with no surgery, she was bleeding from three places on her brain. 36 hours later, she walked out of the hospital, got in the car, and we went home. I know, I know this thing works. And I recommend it to you on my last Sunday as one of the pastors of this church. Would you stand with me? Jordan, if you'd like to just play something for us. Would you just bow your heart with me? And Lord, I thank you for these people who have opened their hearts to Judy and I to come and join together and worship the Lord together and eat in each other's homes and just wonderful, wonderful experience Lord. Only you could put something together like Ron and Norma had in their city and like we have here. Only you can do that Father. Only you can do happened I went and looked it up and it had been 19 years 19 years 
that I had been alone with him in his presence, just like he said, and I didn't know it until I went and checked him out. There will be things that will come in our lives in the near future that maybe we have never seen before. Our, our country, our world is shaking. It's shaking. We don't know what's going to happen. But if we get into the place where we can hear Him, it doesn't matter what happens. God will be with us and the Word of the Lord will be down inside of us and it will come out of us into our situations. Hallelujah. Pray this little prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I bow before you. I want to know today what's on your heart before I tell you what's on my heart. Father, help me to practice this until practice makes perfect my life in Jesus name Amen Amen Pastor don't rush out quickly because we're going to have the Lord's Supper at noon Pastor's coming thank you Pastor for allowing me to minister Matthew 26, verses 26 through 29 says, And they were eating. Jesus took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. He took the cup and gave thanks to his father. Gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it. For this is my blood. This is a sign, a significant symbol of the New Testament. My New Testament to you. Just shared for many for the remission of sins. 
But I say unto you, I will not drink hereafter of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. I love the last part because I cannot think of myself missing eternity after everything God has done for me. I cannot think of missing eternity after all that I've been through and have continued to hold on. Is there someone out there that wants to declare that I will not live my Christian life in vain? I got to make it. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? You, you know, when, you, when you're right at the beginning of the race, it's easy to stop, you know. I only got a couple of feet in this marathon. When you get to the, the midway point, you got a couple of miles in, you get to that point where you say, the only way I'm not finishing this race is if God himself ends it for me. I'm going to make it to the end that he has. Can you make a declaration now as you're holding the cup that represents his body that was broken for us, his blood that was shed for us, that we will listen. I'm going to listen. I, I need to hear from you. I got to hear from you. My life it's not worth it if I don't hear from you. Every day, something. Tell me something, God. Tell me something. Can you just say, that? God, you got to tell me something at the beginning of every day. Tell me something. I can't live without hearing from you. Tell me something. Anything from you is better than than everything else. Anything else, anything from you at the beginning of my day is better than everything else. Father, we thank you for the sacrifice you made. That you did not count it As we stand, we ask you to cleanse us. Everything that is undesirable, everything that detracts from our relationship with you and does not attract your presence to us, take it away, take it away. Anything that needs cutting, cut it, go ahead, cut it. Because one moment with you is better than a lifetime with anyone else, with anything else. One moment with you is better than, than anything else. One blessing from you is better than any amount of wealth we can accumulate. One word from you is better than any letter 
of love and commendation we get from anyone else. Purify us this morning. We consecrate again. Can I just have everyone tell him that, Father, I consecrate again. I consecrate my ears to hear you. I consecrate my eyes to see you. I consecrate my voice to worship you. I consecrate my hands to be lifted before you. And I say, thank you, Lord. 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 That represents the body that was broken. We participate together. it is never regained we can't we can't just continue and yet we are serving a God that when we sin and we repent he wipes it completely clean on the other hand when he begins to build a relationship with us and we mess up he does not wipe the relationship clean just builds on what was already there when we repent. I thank God for that, that I don't have to go all the way back to the beginning of the relationship every time I sin. I can pick up where I left off and God will build on it in my life. Would you give God glory this morning? Lord, we thank you. Lord, we praise you. We give you glory. We give you glory. Would you give him a high praise? We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the for speaking through Pastor Ron, reminding us that we should hear a lot more than we speak. That when we are in your presence, 
our hearing connected to our obedience is more valuable than anything we can say. Father, as we leave this building, this campus, we're leaving with your Holy Spirit. We're leaving with divine assurance of your presence in our lives. And we appreciate that so much. May God bless you. May God keep you. May the glory of God shine upon you and bring you peace. May his love fill you. May his love surround you. May his love rain on you. And welcome joy into your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. It's been so good to have you here this morning. Make sure you greet the... Hey, Assembly family. We're so excited that you chose to join us for worship this morning. If you're with us every week, or if this is your first time ever joining us for online worship, we are so excited to have you here. We like to make giving incredibly easy here at the Assembly. You have three ways to give. You can give online at theassemblyflorence.org. You can navigate to the top right-hand corner if you're on a desktop and click on the Give Now button. If you're on a mobile device, tablet, or smartphone, you can click on the three lines for the menu, click the Give Now button. Both of those Give Now buttons are going to navigate you to our online giving platform. You can also give via text message. If you text the number 77977 with a message that says S. See Assembly Give, all one word, you'll receive a link to our online giving platform. You can also give via mail, by mailing either a check or money order to The Assembly, 2925 West Palmetto Street, Florence, South Carolina, 29501. Again, thank you for giving to The Assembly. Thank you for joining us.